0: Did you know, and I'm sure that you did, that both Quadoba and Chipotle are from Colorado? These two eateries have had their horns locked since day one, as the fast, casual, big burrito place, and have spent countless dollars trying to differentiate themselves from one another. Both companies at one time were owned by another fast food giant, with Mickey D's owning Chipotle and Jack in the Box once owning Cordova. But when it comes to food, Kudoba ekes out a win with patrons just a bit more than Chipotle because of the larger menu options and a more consistent cycling of specials that will come and go through their menu. And not to mention, they've had queso since the start. I'm Ryan, a born and raised Colorado native.
1: I'm Carrie, a Texas transplant and a Colorado newcomer. And we're a married couple living along the Front Range in Colorado.
0: And this is the Hashtag Colorado Life Podcast, where we share accessible adventures to help you explore like a local.
1: Before we dive into today's episode, we want to say a really big thank you to all of our listeners and local businesses who have made our podcast possible. It's been an amazing and fun first year of being in business. We love helping other local companies around the state and hope that you consider doing the same. Today, we're talking about well-known companies that started in Colorado or that were founded elsewhere, but eventually moved their headquarters here. There are quite a few that probably won't shock you, but there are a few surprises. So let's dive into the most popular Colorado companies.
0: First up is Celestial Seasonings, and it's one of those household names that's not seasoning at all. It's actually herbal tea. And this is seriously the most bolder origin story that I've ever heard. Uh, Celestial Seasonings. It started in Boulder in Colorado in 1969, just right in the center of the hippie movement. The founder handpicked wild herbs and he began brewing them into tea. Um, He would go up into the mountains around Boulder and just kind of pick them, bring them back. And in the next few years, he began selling his herbal teas to local health food stores in the area. And that is kind of where it all started. And in 1972, the company introduced Sleepy Time and Red Zinger, which are some of the best-selling specialty teas of all time, particularly Sleepy Time, which I remember being given as a child by my mom to try to help me calm down, but joke's on her, because she'd give me tea right before I went to bed, so every 10 minutes I'd be like, I gotta pee, mom.
1: I have to say that I feel like going and picking wild herbs in the Rocky Mountains and then brewing them into tea can also be really dangerous. I mean, thankfully it worked out for him because they were just herbal stuff. I mean, obviously he knew about wild flowers and things, but... Mm, I wouldn't suggest doing that today. Celestial seasonings continued to grow throughout the 1970s and into the 1980s, and then they began selling tea internationally in 1977, and by 1984 they were actually bought by the food giant Kraft Foods. In 1987, Kraft tried to sell celestial seasonings to Lipton, which was of course another large tea company at the time, but the sale was blocked citing antitrust laws. The lawsuit stated that the merger of Lipton and Celestial Seasonings would effectively create a monopoly on herbal tea and eliminating competition. So after the failed merger, Celestial Seasonings bought back the company from Kraft in 1988. And since then, the company has grown and expanded their tea lines into more of what we know today with green tea, chai tea, brewed iced teas, rooibos teas, and tons more. And since Celestial Seasonings is headquartered in Boulder, you can actually schedule a free tea tour of their facilities. And the tour is actually really popular and gets more than 100,000 visitors annually. So if you love tea, we definitely recommend this free activity. And you can also hit up the Celestial Cafe for breakfast or lunch Monday through Friday.
0: And up next at number two is another one that really shouldn't surprise anybody for being on a list, um, but it's Coors Brewing Company. And it is one of the most recognizable business names in Colorado, um, and even across the country. It's like the th- one of the top three beers that are sold here in the country. And uh, Coors was originally founded by German immigrant Adolf Coors in 1873 in Golden, Colorado. It still resides in Golden, and has grown to be the largest single brewing facility operating in the entire world. So, it's very big, and when you go to the city, you're, you can smell it everywhere you go. Just because, you know, if it's the largest brewery, it's going to have some byproducts.
1: Coors was one of the few breweries to make it through Prohibition when they were ordered to drain 561 barrels with nearly 31 gallons each of beer in 1916.
0: And that's over 17,000 gallons going down just the, the sewers.
1: It is surprising that they made it through that. But the way they did it was they shifted the factory towards producing malted milk balls, which were sold to Mars Candy Company. And then during this time, they also changed their name to Coors Manufacturing Company and began producing porcelain and cement. And then once Prohibition ended in 1933, Coors went back to brewing beer, but supply was limited to only a handful of Western states.
0: And then in 1936, Coors launched the Stubby Bottle, which helped propel the popularity of the beer to the rest of the country. And if you love beer and history, we recommend going on a Coors Brewery tour and it's about a 30 minute tour about the history and brewing techniques of the company as well as their packaging process. You also see old photographs, historic beer cans and bottles and other memorabilia from the company's archives. And the tour is really cool if you're like into home brewing or anything because their technique, the way that Coors does it, it's just it's immaculate. I mean, it has to be when they're doing it on a scale this big. But it's a really interesting tour and you get some free beer at the end. Kind of cool.
1: And number three on our list is Ibotta. And Ibotta was started in 2011 by Brian Leach. And it is considered the number one shopping rewards app for driving new customers and more trips. This shopping app rewards customers for simply uploading a copy of their receipt. And over the years, Ibotta has partnered with more than 1,500 brands and retailers to offer rebates and cash back on food and grocery items.
0: So how does this even work? I don't get it. I mean, like, how do you start this? Like... Would what, what, what you go to investors and you're like, I want people to take pictures of their receipts and then I'll give them money for it. I mean, how does iBot even work? I don't understand.
1: Well, basically, the story goes, according to their website, that Brian Leach, the founder, was on an airplane and he saw somebody take a picture of their receipt and upload it uh, virtually to save it to for their you know business expenses. And so he thought, what if you could do that with, well, it could just be any receipt. He thought, just what if you could do that to a receipt and earn cash back? So, you know, when you shop online and you click through a link and you earn cash back that way, Mm -hmm. he wanted people to be able to do it when you go shopping in person. But anyway, it basically makes it so that you are able to take the information that is on everybody's receipts and they use that as like how people... Create their shopping habits and like looking at mm. like their surveys. So that's how the company makes money. In case you wanted to know, so they reward you for shopping, and then they use your data in like different surveys and like sell it to companies who need data for seeing how people shop and like their habits and stuff like that, what they're purchasing and. Things I got like it. That. Interesting. But anyway, in 2014, Ibotta began offering cashback rewards for purchases of alcohol, which made it a lot more popular. And then in 2016, it launched rewards for online and mobile purchases. These days, the company offers pay with Ibotta feature, which is a way for shoppers to pay their entire purchase through the app and earn cash back instantly. And uh, the Ibotta headquarters is located in downtown Denver near the 16th Street Mall.
0: Up next at number four is Western Union, and this financial service company, which is now called Western Union, is one of the oldest companies on our list to be stationed here in Colorado. Originally, It was founded in New York in 1851, and this global company has been headquartered here in Meridian Campus in Inglewood, Colorado, since 1995. Originally, they were the Western Union Telegraph Company, and it first gained popularity thanks to building the first transcontinental telegraph line. And in October 1863, the Pacific Telegraph Company merged into Western Union. Together, they built a wire along the South Platte River from Denver to Julesburg, connecting Colorado to the Transcontinental Telegraph. Before this 200-mile line was built, telegraph messages were processed much slower and they had to be sent via coach. Through
1: 1943, Western Union expanded and grew rapidly, absorbing more than 500 other companies. Then in 1988, Western Union Telegraph Company was officially reorganized as Western Union Corporation and began offering money orders and other financial services. And that's how we know them today. The company employs more than 1,300 employees at their Colorado headquarters, and they've served more than 50,000 customers in the Denver area that have used Western Union agent locations.
0: So it's so interesting, like, why do these old companies that were created for one thing or another, like Wells Fargo, how do they end up becoming, like, almost a bank sort of thing? Like... Where is the transition where that makes sense?
1: It's where the money goes.
0: I mean, I guess. That's basically it. (laughs) Yeah, Wells Fargo's like, now now they're a bank, and they used to carry stagecoaches, not carry them.
1: Well, if you think about it, the telegraph, you know, was a way of basically transmitting information. Mm -hmm. And a, you know, Western Union allows people to pay each other, so it's sort of transmitting the same information, different kinds. But it's the same theory, so they basically you know, built the company on the back of another format of still transmitting information, but now it's just more financial information and stuff.
0: You're connecting the dots, and that's, that's how they're going to get you.
1: <laughs> and number five is Crocs, and Crocs was founded in 2002 in mm. Niwot, Colorado, if that's how you say it. We don't even know. We actually used to live near
0: there. <laughs> but it's one of those towns where you'd be driving past it, and if you blinked, you'd miss it. You'd yeah. forget it. You didn't realize
1: And it has become one of the most popular footwear manufacturers in America. Um, In case you didn't know, like we mentioned, Niwot is a very tiny town located between Boulder and Longmont. First unveiled in Fort Lauderdale as a boating shoe in 2001, Crocs has sold more than 600 million shoes to date.
0: Wait, so you're telling me that the boating shoe Crocs started in the landlocked, high-elevation state of Colorado... And he went to Fort Lauderdale, sells for, for shoes. This makes sense. Correct. All right. Yep. Got it. Now I know Crocs aren't the most fashionable pair of footwear. I mean, what do people say? Don't let friends, don't let friends wear Crocs.
1: Exactly. That's my thought. They are widely accepted as the most comfortable shoe. Oh,
0: they seriously are. I know that. Like nurses, doctors, I used them all the time in kitchens. Uh, waitresses, waiters, they all used them as well. Those suckers would not slip, no matter how hard you tried. You can be on the most ridiculous slippery floor and you'd have no problem and i loved those shoes they were so comfortable i could be on my feet for hours at a time but they just looked so dang goofy on my feet
1: yeah i mean their comfort is paired with smart design and they are non-slip and waterproof so i mean they were designed to be a boating shoe after all this is true but those are two real two really big things that you want when you're working in a kitchen or like a a doctor or nurse environment Mm and you'd be super comfortable waterproof non-slip all those safety concerns To date, the company sells their famous Crocs in over 90 countries worldwide. And as of June 2020, Crocs announced the opening of their new headquarters, which is now located in Broomfield, Colorado.
0: Up next at number six is Otterbox. And Otterbox is a privately owned electronics accessory company that is based in Fort Collins, Colorado. And typical to most tech startups, it's founded in someone's garage. So in 1998, Kurt Richardson founded OtterBox, who currently serves as founder and chairman. And OtterBox, as you probably know, are those uh, cell phone and tablet cases that are known for being water resistant, shock resistant, and making your phone nearly Nokia level. Unbreakable.
1: Yeah, so it's like a brick. I mean, and they are very durable and they're not super streamlined either. So they do feel a little bit more like putting a brick on your phone or your iPad, but... They protect it and basically, yeah, make it unbreakable.
0: I mean, it's super useful for people who are out in, like, the fields, literal fields. Mm -hmm. So I totally see it.
1: Today, the company has expanded their product line to also include power banks, charging kits, universal adapters, and other phone accessories. When forming the company, Kurt Richardson was strongly influenced by the 1985 business book called E-Myth. And because of this, the company has a very strong entrepreneurial environment that is both carefree and creative. Business really started taking off for Otterbox in 2004 thanks to their durable iPod cases, which were made popular among parents of small children, which is probably not shocking to hear. In 2013, Otterbox was named one of America's most promising companies by Forbes magazine. These days, Otterbox is a global company that employs 830 employees and has offices in San Diego, Hong Kong and Ireland. And 830 employees doesn't sound like a whole lot, but if you've ever read the book e which I have, you'll totally understand exactly how he built the company and why everybody, like why able to run such a big global company with less than a thousand employees. Last on our list at number seven is Red Robin. And Red Robin was originally founded in Washington State and called Sam's Tavern in 1940s. Then the first official Red Robin restaurant to be named so was formed in Seattle during the 1960s.
0: It wasn't until 1973 that the menu was revamped to include the Red Robin Gourmet Cheeseburger and the Royal Red Robin Burger, which was topped with a fried egg, which was pretty breathtaking at the time. This really set Red Robin apart and gave America a taste for gourmet burgers, which nothing like that really existed at the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was burger chains and stuff, but not not something large and gourmet that you could get something that was like Americana, I would say. And by the 1980s, the gourmet burgers and brews served at Red Robin were more popular than ever. And this was also the time when Red, the colorful mascot, was invented. And in July 2002, they were listed on the NASDAQ and became a publicly traded company selling at 12 bucks per share. The company immediately sold 4 million out of its 5 million shares, proving that there was a very large demand for gourmet burgers. And although Red Robin wasn't founded in Colorado... It has become a local staple since moving from Irving, California to Greenwood Village, Colorado in 2000. And Red Robin employs over 27,000 employees. How does that stack up to your 870? Uh-huh. It has over 570 restaurants and it is ranked fifth among the top 10 competitors. So that's a lot of Red Robins. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid going to the Red Robin here in town and there was a little itty-bitty arcade in it. And it had like four games but there was like 50 kids that were just lined up to play the Simpsons game. I'm sure. No one wanted to play any of the others, just the Simpsons <laughs> game. And I bet you at that one, they still have that Simpsons game. It's so old school. You can play as Marge, whacking everybody with your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> anyway.
1: You may be wondering why we have not included some of the other more popular companies on our list, so we do have some honorable mentions. Dish Network, Chipotle, Quidoba, Quiznos, Smashburger, and Noodles and & Company are all companies that either started in Colorado or have moved here and set their headquarters after a really long period of time. Basically just a lot of food companies that started in Colorado. Like Chipotle and Cordova were definitely Colorado born.
0: I honestly had no idea that so many were from here, like from Colorado. I really didn't. I was totally blown away. I mean, there's a few that you do know, but most of them, All news to me.
1: Yeah, that's why we wanted to include more local ones as well as big ones. And we didn't want to just say, like, Chipotle and Quedoba because pretty much everybody knows that. But uh, we may, you know, talk about that in, like, a future episode or something if you guys are interested. But that pretty much uh, wraps up this part of the show. And now we're going to move on to the frugal on the front range section. This is where we like to end with a tip for finding free or affordable activities in Colorado. And today we have a special discount specifically for hashtag Colorado Life listeners. If you're interested in supporting a Colorado company, check out Receptra Naturals. They focus on CBD wellness and skincare products from hemp that is locally and sustainably grown using organic farming practices. Receptra is a CGMP certified CBD company that includes regulation standards that are enforced by the FDA. Their products are safe, pure, effective, and come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And the best part? Is that Receptra Naturals? It's a Colorado company founded by Colorado native Rusty Scott. Just go to Receptranaturals.com and use the code Colorado Life at checkout to save 20% on your order. That's Colorado Life, all one word, small caps, so you can save 20%. If you're not happy with the results, you can get a refund or replacement within 30 days of your purchase. Although I will say you probably will be happy with your results because we use receptor products and we really like them and enjoy them ourselves.
0: All right, that pretty much sums up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And to learn more about this episode and the resources we shared about each of these companies, visit our website, hashtag coloradolife.com.
1: Thanks again for listening. And until next time, get out there and support one of these awesome Colorado companies.